Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hi, friends. <laughs> How are you? Good. Uh, this is not going to be a full edition today, guys. It is just a bear of a day for us, and there's a lot going on, and I'm going to be broadcasting live on Energy later on, and we're going to do as much as we can. And I want to start off with Galen West. Galen. He's not the only one of those CEOs, by the way. There's others. There's Sobeys and Metro and all the other chains, the big ones, were called yesterday to Ottawa. Galen Weston is the one that gets a lot of attention because Galen loves attention. That's why he stars in his own commercials. Nobody's a bigger Galen Weston fan than Galen Weston. After his testimony, he uh, did a scrum in the hallway. I'm going to play a little bit of that so you can hear roughly what was going on yesterday in Ottawa. Just, we're, we're just wondering, there's a public relations aspect to everything. Do you feel that Western Group is is losing the public relations battle over this concept of high grocery prices, people not afford them. We all shop at your stores. We're just wondering where, where, where you yeah. see that at. Look, this is uh, an incredibly difficult issue for Canadians. Uh, it's a difficult issue for us. It's a difficult issue for, uh, for Ottawa, for the provinces. Um, hopefully, you know, our opportunity to speak and respond to questions today has been helpful, not just in terms of satisfying the, um, the committee, but also, you know, through, uh, you know, media exposure, uh, you know, to help, uh, you know, rebuild public trust. In many ways... He didn't answer the question. Did he go to the Justin Trudeau School of mm -hmm. Politics? Did you guys take a PR hit? Is that what the, that's what the question was. He didn't answer it. Is uh, your company, Law of Laws, has been made out to be the boogeyman or a scapegoat of sorts. Do you, do you think that that is, that is the case? Do you, do you buy what the opposition is saying, that you're this sort of predatory company on Canadians? I hope, How do you respond to that? I hope my comments uh, in committee today were clear. Um, you know, we recognize that this is a very difficult challenge. Uh, we also, you know, are absolutely confident that Lovla is doing the right things in very difficult circumstances on behalf of consumers. Um, and we are certainly not responsible for food price inflation in this country. Okay, so here's where we're at, everybody, because that, again, was not an answer. Galen Weston isn't necessarily obligated to provide an answer, not at this point anyway, but here's the reality of the situation. You've got these big three grocery companies that basically call the shots, and they're making more money than they've ever made before. More money than ever. They've never had these kind of numbers. Meanwhile, Canadians can't really afford what's going on at the grocery store, and we all have to eat, so they're forced to pay these rates. And they don't have anywhere else they can go because so much of the grocery industry is controlled by those three companies. If you want independent, you got to go looking. Maybe you could try a farm boy, maybe Costco, but those are the main three. So they, in a lot of ways, set the trends. And when they're making record numbers and Canadians are paying some of the highest prices we've ever paid, ridiculous to even think about the prices they're charging, $8 for a head of broccoli. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> that is not right. 
and and all he can say is it's not us it's not us we're not the ones taking the profit well the, like the thing is i would have liked to hear from all and and please t- correct me if they did do this scott because i did not watch it i i trust you to tell us all of these details but i was i was looking more so for let's gather you all together hey you why are you know heads of broccoli at your store three ninety nine when you're selling it for seven ninety nine? Because a lot of the times, especially over the last little while, and I have noticed prices getting a, a touch better, you're a right. touch better, absolutely. Right? As, especially as we get closer to the the season where it should be kind of cheap for some vegetables. Almost harvest time, right? It's almost harvest time. But those, you know, those times, especially December, January, February, where it was insane. I don't understand for the life of me. And I'll use I always use Driscolls because it makes me laugh. Why Driscoll's raspberries would were fucking eight ninety nine for like a pint of ra- less sometimes for a pint of raspberries, but over at the other grocery store, it's still Driscoll's, but they're selling them for four ninety nine, three ninety nine, and not on sale. By the way, I'm not talking about when stuff goes on sale. Did they address that? Like between no. them? Were you like, hey, you at Metro? Hey, you at Loblaws? Why the fuck didn't this happen? Well, I don't get it. Jugmeet Singh made a big deal of the amount of people that reached out with questions to ask Galen Weston. And and he said he got thousands of them, but I didn't really hear any regular everyday questions like that one that you just asked being asked yesterday. Uh, there, this is an accounting trick, nearest I can tell. You, uh, if you add every single one of your expenses in and put it up against your your revenue just for groceries, you can make it look like there's not a lot of margins. That's just one of the ways that it could, in theory, be done. I don't believe this. I don't believe that because it doesn't make sense. And we all were able to think critically. If they're making record amounts of money and we're paying record high amounts, that doesn't add up for them to say we're not part of the problem. Inflation is real and inflation on food is more than double inflation in almost every other area. Given that he controls food, given that he's the one making all the money. Given that we're paying rates that we've never paid before, I don't understand what he's trying to say, and I don't think regular Canadians understand it either. So maybe he's right. He's got to do a better job at explaining it, and still, I want to see the receipts. I want to see the books. I'd like to know that, oh, yeah, okay, so all the money you made was money the government gave you for COVID shots and freezers, and all the money that we're paying, that is, you have no margin on that. So when we pay eight ninety nine for groceries, you're making what, uh... cents. I just don't, the math ain't mathin' for me. No, it's not. I'm not great at math, but I think that I'm not alone there. Uh, I I don't trust that that's the case. Do I believe him that their financial institution chapter, if you will, make a lot of money? Fucking right. Yeah, because guess why? They're a bank. And their credit cards. I mean, people are behind on paying their credit cards. Could you imagine how much money the credit card companies are making? And PC Financial, who works through MasterCard, is making money off of those people too. It's not something to be like, oh, don't worry, it's just our credit card. Well, that's a problem. It's because they can't afford the fucking groceries, so their credit card bill is over the top. Right. Very glad you mentioned that because, as luck would have it, I happen to have it right here. Perfect. Canadian credit card debt soared in the last three months of last year amid rising interest rates and stubbornly high inflation. Equifax. Equifax knows everything about the Canadian economy. Everything. Because they've got all of our credit info. They say credit card debt increased by 15% year over year to more than $100 billion for the first time in history. Overall, consumer debt rose in the fourth quarter to $2.37 trillion. That's up 6% from 2021. Non-mortgage debt levels up almost 6% in the fourth quarter. For millennials, it's closer to 9%. 
people are strapped. Thank God for Equifax putting out this information. And I'm usually not a huge fan of Equifax, but I will say all the stuff we get out of StatsCan, the Bank of Canada uses that as justification to keep raising rates, even though they should acknowledge we're already in a recession. Here's Equifax saying we're fucked. For the first time in history, it rose more than $100 billion in credit card debt. Wild. So that was yesterday in Ottawa. Not a lot came out of it. We certainly didn't get a... Uh, an, an agreement from the three big grocers to be like, yeah, we get the Canadians are struggling and that we're making crazy profits. So we're going to lower prices and artificially uh, force the market down a little bit until people can catch up. Didn't say anything like that. Didn't say that we'll price match so that consumers always get the lowest price. Didn't commit to any of that. He just said it is what it is, basically, and nothing else is mm. going to come of this. Okay. It was frustrating. It's a pretty surreal time that we live in right now because as I think everyone understands, in Canada, we have a very polarized electorate that doesn't agree on much. That's why you get elected in Canada with 32% of the popular vote. 32% gives you government. And that's because we're divided so much. Rarely does a poll come out politically that says we agree on anything. But one thing we agree on is Canadians Almost 60% are extremely concerned about the stories that we're hearing about electoral interference in our last two elections. So yesterday was the day. Justin Trudeau was back in the House of Commons, and I don't know if they struck a deal. You know how there's usually a lot of hooting and hollering and shit like that after your leader asks Mm -hmm. or answers a question? Everybody was quiet yesterday. Hmm. Everybody was quiet, and it was a really surreal one-on-one between Pierre Polyev and Justin Trudeau. So I'm going to play about a minute and a half of this. Listen to this, and you can decide how you feel about it. Global News reports reported three weeks before Canada's 2019 federal election, national security officials allegedly gave an urgent classified briefing to senior aides from the Prime Minister's office, warning them that one of their candidates was part of a, quote, Chinese foreign interference network. End quote. Can the Prime Minister tell us who that candidate was? Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, Canadians well know that issues around national security are extremely important to be able to deal with, including to be able to be dealt with by elected officials and parliamentarians. This was a point of significant disagreement between the previous Harper government and uh, our party in opposition, which is why we committed to creating uh, a National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, where parliamentarians from all parties would receive top secret clearances and be allowed to dig into everything national security agencies are doing. And that's exactly what we have allowed for. Leader of the opposition. Has CSIS warned the Prime Minister, his staff, his party, or anyone else that any member of his current caucus or cabinet may be part of a foreign interference network, yes or no? Right, Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, as all members in this House well know, uh, our intelligence agencies and officials uh, work very hard every single day to keep Canadians, including... I'm not going to play any more of it, but you're welcome to go back and watch, and maybe you should. I think everybody should. This is extremely important, and when 60% of Canadians agree they're extremely concerned, this is a problem for the government. But he didn't answer the question, and I don't know why. Were you briefed? Wouldn't answer the question. Who got told? 
He didn't answer the question. Yes or no questions. Wouldn't say yes or no. It's really, really surreal what's going on right now, but I have to think that uh, they're a little concerned in Ottawa when 60% of Canadians agree this is worth investigating and want a public inquiry. Why do you think he won't call one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know as much as the next person. We don't know enough, I guess. He, uh, he definitely... This was an observation from some of the news pundits yesterday. Seems rattled. Like, he seems like this one's getting under his skin. Like, he doesn't quite know what to do in this case. And it is fairly unprecedented, but it would appear that the 2019 and 2021 elections were heavily influenced by China. CSIS has come out and breaking ranks and talking to the media because they're so concerned about our democracy that they're spilling the beans, which they never do. This is a spy agency, for God's sake. So I'm curious to see where this goes, but it's really uh, surreal times. And this is one of those things that in the future we'll come back on and read about in history books because that's exactly what it is. Kat, have you ever gone skiing? No. Have you ever gone snowboarding? No. Can you think of any reason that you might hike up a 3,000-foot mountain? For the views? For the views. Okay. Would you actually walk that far, though, just to get a good view? Um, um, I don't, with, not without taking many breaks, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sure, yeah, for a nice view, I would make my way to the top of a mountain. I probably would, yes. Guests at an Alaska ski resort were treated to something beautiful on the mountain outside the hotel they were staying in. It appears that some pranksters, as they're calling them, took the time and put in the effort to climb a 3,000-foot mountain just to draw a massive dick in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We used to do this on the field at school. It's the size of a football field. That's how big this dick is. We never did it that big. How long did that take them? One report says it did it a few night. They did it a few nights ago in the dark, so no one would catch them. And it was a full moon, so they had a little bit of light to work with. Ah. And for anybody who was up at night, mm-hmm. that moon lit up the entire sky. It, it did. It felt like daylight. Yep, it was bright. The resort, not very happy about it. They had to send somebody in a helicopter up the mountain to go and erase the dick. But they tried to stomp it out, and all that did was make it look like a big hairy dick. So was it like a dick and balls? Dick and or balls. Or just dick? Okay. Dick and balls. All right. All right. The whole pack. Good, 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 They good. got it all in there. Everyone's there. The uh, the pictures are fabulous. Oh, oh my God. You want to see a 100-yard dick on the side of a mountain? <laughs> Holy shit. Just think about like, okay, so first of all, they, think about the fact that you would have, let's say you were going to do this. There's stages of it. Number one, you have to think of the idea. Someone had the idea. Number two, you have to figure out who's going with you. Because you can't do it alone. You figure out who in my life would go stomp a dick into snow. <laughs> Tommy would. And then you got to call Tommy. You have to convince Tommy. It's a good idea. Tommy says, fucking right, I'm in. Then you have to go all the way up the mountain. And I'm assuming stomp your feet or shuffle around in the snow for a... I mean, you're saying football field? I'm thinking they were at this for an hour or two hours, maybe? It would have taken them that long just to get up and down the mountain. I mean... That's a lot of effort put into a dick in the snow. Yeah. And I'm just thinking if they channeled that and put it into something else, these people are going places. Instead, they opt for dick in the snow. Uh-huh. Are you suggesting that if they'd used their their superpowers here for good instead of evil, maybe they could have like cured Parkinson's or something <laughs> like that? I don't know. I think, hold on. Anyone who does that probably ain't curing Parkinson's. But they could have maybe done something else. Nonetheless, I don't know. I think it's funny.
Like, I mean, if I woke up at that resort and I saw a big <laughs> dick in the snow at the side of the mountain, how do you not laugh at that? You have to. How do you not laugh? Well, that's what it was. Like, People woke up in the morning and they threw open the <laughs> curtains and, oh my God, that's a 100-yard dick. We just stayed at Blue Mountain. So Blue Mountain's not that, not as big as that. No. But I did have the, one of those beautiful mountainside views. And I'm just trying to picture what that would be like if I opened up those curtains, like you said, and then I just saw a big old dick in the snow. Like, oh, no, man, that's funny. Now, I understand the resort not liking it, especially because a lot of those resorts are family friendly. So then you got little like like little Sarah waking up like, Mama, what's that in the snow? And you have to make up some shit like, yeah, it's a fucking donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for breakfast. It's like, a poorly drawn hey, elephant is yeah, what it yeah, is. Just ignore it. Keep moving. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Tiger Woods is back in the news. Hmm. Tiger Woods is being sued by his ex-girlfriend. And I don't know, for me, I kind of forgot he had a girlfriend, but he has had a girlfriend for the last six years up until this past fall. Erica is her name. And Erica, I believe she's like a... I want, I, I want to stop short of calling her a restaurateur, but I believe she's in the restaurant industry in one way or another, and that's how they met. So whatever. So six years they've been together. She's lived at his house in Florida they had an NDA in place. And I think we all understand, though, when it comes to Tiger Woods, he's a little jaded. Understandably, what happened to him in the past, okay. So he, and, and even between he and Lindsey Vaughn, like, what, what even happened there? Who knows? But, so he, anyway, he, he got her to sign an NDA at the time they started dating, and obviously she signed it, so fine. Now she's claiming she was kind of forced to sign it. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. And now she's suing for 30 mil because she got kicked out of his home and she did a lot of work in that house, she claims. Although she didn't pay rent, she was performing valuable services. I'll bet she was. This The the documents don't say what valuable services. I think our minds all go to one place. But yeah, okay, so let's say you organize the house staff. And by the way, she didn't do anything herself. There was a staff. Huge staff, Huge by the way. Staff. Tiger's got a lot of employees. So what kind of valuable services you were doing around the house? I don't know. But anyway... So that's why she's asking for the money for those couple of reasons. She also wants the NDA to disappear, essentially, because she wants to be able to talk about her relationship a little bit more, other than what we know by her suing, which isn't much. She can't talk about much because of that NDA. So she wants it gone. I don't know. Her, her lawyer seems to be citing that there's one stipulation that may allow her to remove the NDA or may re- allow them to remove the NDA. And she's kind of leaning towards abuse in one way or another. It, it, although she doesn't say, I suffered abuse at the hands of Tiger. They're kind of using that as a way to try to convince the judge to make it happen. Will it? I don't know. It seems like kind of a way to intimidate Tiger. Come hell nor high water, she figures, well, I had a gravy train going there and I didn't really have to do much and I lived in a 
gorgeous mansion for six years and traveled the world and whatever happened, happened. But I have to think that she really pissed him off if the staff took her to the airport and she thought she was going on a trip. And then they said, yeah, the locks have been changed. You're out. See ya. Something happened there. Something went down. And for her to now say, I want $30 million or... I want that NDA thrown out so that I can go out and tell my story or sell my story is probably the better way to put it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like she's asking the court for permission to blackmail Tiger Woods about the intimate details between the two of them in their bedroom. Well, one thing that I find interesting, and I'm not sure if because she was technically broken up with at this point, she's allowed to say, but she was. She did tell us some details. For example, how she was broken up with. She says... It was like a regular day. She was told by his staff, because I guess this happens from occasion uh, when you're with Tiger Woods. Hey, pack up. You're going on a trip. Uh, Tiger's not here. You're going to head to the airport, whatever. And I'm not even sure if they told her where she was going. So she packed her bags and she went with the staff to the airport. By the way, what a life. Like, oh, by the way, madam, you're heading here. You have a flight on our private jet in an hour. So anyway, she heads to the airport and that's when she's told by staff after they kind of unloaded all the baggage around her. They said, by the way, you're not coming back to the house. They've changed the locks and see ya. That's how she was broken up with by Tiger. She also claimed she lost 40 grand and that there was 40 grand in cash at the house. That was hers. And uh, Tiger claimed or at least um, accused her of doing something shady to get that $40,000. So saw a lot of shit's happening here. Well, she wasn't working. So it is a little shady that she ended up with 40 grand in cash for no was reason. Was she not working for sure? Yeah, she, her full-time job was being Tiger's girlfriend. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, because I had heard something about her being in the restaurant industry, but that was probably how they met. That wasn't necessarily what she's been doing for the uh, last six years. Tiger owns a few restaurants, and I don't think she has any financial interest in any of those restaurants. Hey, Tiger, amongst his staff, has got some pretty good lawyers. The fact that she had to sign an NDA when they got into this relationship doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. The fact that she wants out of it doesn't surprise me at all because she can go to just about any one of the tabloids and say, pay me money and I'm going to give you dirt on Tiger Woods. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. Personal details from a relationship or a marriage should remain personal. You can't extort somebody for money or you're going to go and tell the story. That's bullshit. I'm not a lawyer, but I assume it's going to go something like this. The NDA will remain in place. She's going to approve whatever settlement they give her. And unfortunately, he's probably going to have to pay a little bit out of pocket for this. That's what I think. Probably. And I think she'll take like 10 mil. You know, so if she he really wants her to just shut the fuck up and go away, he's probably going to give her like close to $10 million just to do that. And she'll slowly, slowly, quietly walk away. And have to sign another NDA. And probably sign a second NDA, which is common. So, fine. Uh, let's see here. There's a lot of things we wanted to get to in this episode, and I'm sorry, but time is kind of working against us here. So let me just mention two quick things that came down yesterday. And I'll mention one quick thing too. Go. You want to go first? Oh, I was just going to say, while we're on the celebrity topic and and we were talking about uh, pranking earlier with the snow dick, uh, Nick Cannon, new show, Celebrity Prank Wars. When I first saw this, first of all, we all knew that it was fake. He was he claimed that he had this dating show, for those who didn't see it, and it's who's going to be uh, Nick Cannon's next baby mama. Ha ha. I, I called April Fool's joke. I was slightly wrong. It was just a prank the next day they told us. But Celebrity Prank Wars is the actual show, and it starts April 6th on E! It's punked. I got you. Having my baby with Nick Cannon is not real, y'all. But my new E! show with Kevin Hart, Celebrity Prank Wars, is real. There's nothing that besties do better than pranking each other. Oh, 
And that's why we created Celebrity Prank Wars, the show where we help our famous friends pull off some of the most elaborate pranks. Celebrity Prank Wars. The prank off begins April 6th, only on E. They basically cloned punk. It's punk, and I don't hate that, by the way. I'm not hating on that because I think that that's kind of fun, right? So, uh, anyway, if you're interested, April 6th it starts. Everyone from Robin Thicke, Ludacris, Tiffany Haddish, uh, the Bella sisters will sign up for just about anything. Um, they're all going to be involved in this season. And Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon really are behind it. So, Celebrity Prank Wars is the name of the show. Will they be hosting it? Yeah, they are hosting it, and they're behind the scenes with the pranks. I don't know if they're in every episode. I mean, they don't make it clear, but it is their show that they do. It's amazing that either of them has time to do another TV project. I guarantee you it's one of these situations that actually doesn't take up a lot of time. It's just kind of smoke and mirrors to make it look like it does. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they pop in. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, pop in. You're Monday at 8 and show up right at the right at the prank. You know, Tuesday at 5. You're That's when the prank time is, and then he just shows up, especially Nick, because he's managing one of 15 sh- kids at this point and several other shows. The Ontario government is looking closely at British Columbia's plan to make prescription contraception free. BC announced in its budget last week they're spending $119 million over three years to fund prescription contraception. That includes most oral hormone pills, contraceptive injections, IUDs, even the morning after pill, all covered. Here in Ontario, Health Minister Sylvia Jones asked about it yesterday, said she is looking closely at that proposal. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yeah. I'm cheap. I don't want us to be wasting taxpayer money. This is not a waste of taxpayer money. Absolutely do it. If it was $119 million for BC, I'm going to assume the Ontario cost, just because of our population, is probably going to be around $150 to $200 million. Over three years, worth it. Fund it. Make sure people have access to it. Do it, Doug. Do it. Yeah. And don't delay. Yeah, that's right. Because the cost there is probably a savings compared to costs of having to help people who, you know what I mean, who need help after the fact. So I'm all for that. I hope it does come to Ontario, but good for the people of BC. And it's just interesting to look at that. And then you look at what's happening in the States with Roe v. Wade. Like how fucking backwards are they? Mm-hmm. They're probably looking at this story going, so not only is it okay to and legal for abortion there, but they're actually paying for, on top of that, they're going to pay for contraception. So it's like a double, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's fucked up what's happening down there. There's a lot of U.S. states where up you there. can't even get the morning after pill. We're not only going to make it available, we're going to pay for it. So, hey, I, uh, I think that's going down a good path, just my opinion. But for what it's worth, I think this is something we should be doing. Yeah. I'm glad they're looking into it, and I hope they make the right decision. As the common sense train continues to roll, the government has announced they're speeding up the pathway to the skilled trades for high school students. The education minister announced the plan yesterday to allow grade 11 students to transition to an apprenticeship. They can earn their high school credits while they do their apprenticeship. The province says we need 72,000 new workers in construction within the next four years. The government projects one in five job openings by 2026 will be in the skilled trades. Great. Again, this is good. There's a lot of people who go to high school because they just assume they have to. And they don't really know what they want to do afterwards or they do know what they want to do, but they just tread water through high school. Imagine if in grade 11, if you've made the decision you want to be a bricklayer. If you want to be an electrician, a plumber, a woodworker, the list goes on and on and on and on. You can go and not only earn high school credits while you're working your apprenticeship, you can actually make money 
in high school doing that job. And then when you graduate or shortly thereafter, you are ready to hit the ground running, Uh fully trained to go into your job and helping to build all these homes that we're building. I think this is fantastic. I don't see a downside to this. Yeah, I, I love it. I think that it's so important. And why not, if you can, like you said, hit the ground running on it? I think this should be the, this absolutely should be in place. I, I love, I, we need people in the trades. If people are willing to do that and they're still able to, to go to high school and complete that, because I know that's the fear for people, right? I think that if you're given the alternative of some of these people will quit high school, will leave high school and go into the trades and leave anyway in grade 11 or 12. I had people who I know in high school that quit just to go work because they knew someone, right? Like, oh, whatever, my dad's in construction, I'm leaving. And they were all gone. By the time they turned 18, they were out of there. If this is a good way... Are they the ones with their mortgages paid off, driving expensive cars right now? Exactly, right? The the trades is a good place to be, For sure. But if we can also maintain them in school, everybody who wants to be in school, get them the diploma, and also get them started on this career... Friggin' right. Well, schools are never going to be able to adequately teach someone all of the various skilled trades. So let them go out there and apprentice. It's going to help the current workforce. It's going to give them real life on the ground experience. And they're still going to get their diploma. So if for whatever reason they decide, you know what, I changed my mind and now I'd rather be a computer coder. Okay, you've still got your high school diploma. Go to university and become a computer coder. This is a great decision and I'm glad that we made it. And we got to go, everybody. Have a fantastic one. We will have another after nine tomorrow to kick off the weekend. And I think... (gasps) Is he? He might be. He's in the building today, but I don't know if Dave's back back or if he just came in to drop off gifts for us. Daddy Dave might be in the house. (laughs) Daddy Dave care tomorrow morning. (laughs) Daddy Dave care right here. (laughs) Bye, friends. NBC has ordered a car makeover reality show based on Mattel's Hot Wheels toys. Yep, a Hot Wheels makeover show. People will say, well, look at the cool flames on the side of that Tesla. Wait, those are real. Hey, are you okay? (laughs) Tinder recently released an Australian edition of its dating dictionary, which includes the phrase kitten fishing, that means, quote, changing aspects of yourself to appear more attractive to others, or as we call that here, dating. (laughs) A survey that said the top reasons guests would leave a hotel room they already paid for are bed bugs, a bad smell, and finding a camera. Motel 6 heard was like, hey, three for three, we got hotel bingo, all right. Voters in Oklahoma rejected a measure to legalize the recreational use of marijuana. Apparently, time already moves slowly enough in Oklahoma. (laughs) 